Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. We're finishing the gate of abstinence of the book of Havos Halevavot by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. And um, coming to the end, I think we're not going to finish today. So one more class. But coming to the end of this book, it really comes to show that to have a lot of things is very nice, but to have a lot of things is not what your, your joy, your happiness depends on. Uh, your welfare, your mental health doesn't depend on it. And uh, the more affluence there is, the more we fall into the illusion that pleasure, physical pleasure is our welfare, the more we fall into a, into a not very good place. So today he says that the following is an exposition of what is mentioned in the Holy Scriptures and in the words of our masters of blessed memory on the subject of abstinence. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's very long, but he gives a lot of examples in the Torah of people who abstained themselves and how righteous they were. And as I've said before, Jewish religion, or I don't like to call it a religion, but the Torah, eh, Hashem's wisdom, teaches us that eh, it's not about not owning things, it's not about not having things, it's not about not eating and not having a home. That's not what abstinence in our a philosophical view of life really means. It's not like you're going to go into a mountain and you're going to live in a cave and you're only going to have carobs and water for the rest of your life. This is not what in the Jewish uh, train of thought me is the answer for abstinence. What we understand from everything that we're learning, and I want to make it clear because some of these examples are extreme and we have to really recognize the timing history where they, they're taken from and why the people that kept these ways of life did it. But Jewish, Jewish thought, the Torah, or the wisdom of God teaches us that the material world is not here for our egocentric pleasure. This is not the reason why it exists. And um, the reason that we have a material world is really because through the material world, we can elevate Hashem. We can really bring godliness to the world by the way the intentions that we put into our head or in our mouths when we speak, when we're eating or when we're wearing a nice piece of clothes or, or you have a beautiful table set eh, or you buy a new fancy pair of shoes for Shabbat. It doesn't mean you can't have all these things. What it means is that why do you have them? What's the purpose for them? What's, what's, why are you dressing the way you dress? Is it for your pleasure or is it to bring kavod, to bring honor to God? And the whole thing is that the material world is there for us to be able to bring honor to Hashem. When we use the material world to bring honor, then we are not going to be affected by the material world. It's not going to consume us. You're going you're gonna to be a master of, of your material uh, surroundings, and the material surroundings are not going to be a master over you. That's what I'm trying to say. So one of the examples is given to us in, 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 in the book of Bereshit, where it says, Yaakov said, 
if God will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear. And here we learn the way that we should pray. Why, why do you pray for the things that you pray? You have to give, you have to tell Hashem why you want a big house. Give me a big house. Why? Why do you want a big house? I want a big house so I can have many guests for Shabbat. I want a big house so I can always have big shiurim in my house. What's the purpose for the big house? Or is it you just want a big house with nice furniture, nice stuff, and nobody can sit on the sofas because they're too fancy? What's the purpose for your house? So this is one example. Then in Melahim, it says, Moshe, our master, fasted 40 days and nights three times before he received the Torah. Eliyahu fasted 40 days, as it says, and on the strength of the meal, he walked 40 days and 40 nights. So this is talking about fasting. In the olden days, people used to fast. It was a very big practice when people wanted to be atoned for their sins, they would fast, or when they needed something, they would fast. Today, the rabbis don't recommend this. The Alter Rebbe is very against it because he says that our generation is not, and he wrote this book almost 300 years ago, so our, our generation is not as strong as the older generations where they could sustain so many fasts. Today, it will really get us sick. So today, instead of fasting, he recommends that we give sedaka, we give a, we give a charity. And so it says here in the in Bamidbar about the Nazarite, the Nasir, that God calls him holy, as it says, throughout his separation, he's holy to God, solely because he refrains from partaking of the fruit of the grapevine and lets the hair of his head grow long. How much greater will be the reward and recompense of one in whom desire for our worldly pleasures has ceased? So why did the Nasir do this? Yeah, this is in juxtaposed to the, right after the, the Sota. The Sota is this wayward wife that the husband is, um, he thinks that she cheated on him, so he takes her to the temple and the Kohen Gadol gives her this drink with a parchment of paper with the name of God and she drinks this drink and if she's guilty, she, she's gonna explode and die and the man that was guilty with her, will, that will happen to him too. And if she's, um, she's free of sin, then she's gonna be a mother of many beautiful children and she's like, she's gonna be honored. So what happens after it starts talking about this Nasir, this Nazareth. And this is a, a person that takes upon himself to not drink wine, don't eat uh, grapes, anything that has to do with grapes. He abstains, I think it's for a year. He lets his hair grow wild, he doesn't cut it and uh, he's not in contact with dead people. He abstains, it's ab he abstains from these things. And uh, the commentaries, Rashi explains that why is he doing this? Is because he saw the disgrace, disgrace of the Sota. And because of that, he goes the other way because maybe he'll fall into that too. You know, it's like when you see something about somebody that is not good, Hashem is showing you something that is not good within you. So he goes the other direction, completely other direction, uh, 360 to the other side, to, to abstain himself from falling into sin. And it's only for a year, it's not for his life, it's not a lifetime, he does it for a time, so he doesn't fall into the, the pleasure part of the world. So it says about Aaron, 
drink no wine or strong drink you or your sons after you um, uh, because they're gonna offer in the temple that you distinguish between the sacred and the common and that you teach the children of Israel so it's it this cautions anyone engaging an act of God's service that he not involve himself in anything that may keep him from completing that service to perfection as our masters of blessed memory said if one drank a fourth of, of wine he should not render a, leg, a legal decision if he drank a fifth he should not pray so yes they, people abstain themselves because it's like a surgeon if you're gonna a surgeon and you're gonna go into surgery obviously you're not gonna drink before the surgery because who knows what's gonna be with you or, or a person that drinks and drives you have to abstain. You, they always have the the, the 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 driver when the kids go to party. They they always have to have one driver that doesn't drink, because he's taking care of everybody else. So here, what it's telling us is like we have to be try not to be so um, so thirsty for the material world that it revolves around that that it's, it consumes us in such a way that we lose ourselves the material world is beautiful if you use it for Hashem if you use everything you have for God you elevate everything but when you're using it for your own pleasure for your own self-satisfaction then it's gonna consume you it's gonna take you in the wrong direction it can make you a, um, a, a person that just becomes selfish and doesn't care about anybody else it's only thinking about his pleasure and so we have to be very careful because this really takes us in the wrong way. It takes us in, in, in it, it makes us weak. It makes us very weak people. And, and, and as it says, the ancients, for example, Hanok, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, and Yeov, and his friends had pure minds and weak inclinations. Like the, the forefathers, they were very, very strong in their heads and their inclinations were very weak. They were not thinking about the next steak they're gonna eat. They're not thinking about riches and gold. And it doesn't mean they were not rich. Yaakov was extremely rich. Abraham was extremely rich. They were like, like, like royalty. But the, the, the wealth was not what defined them. Uh, the, the wealth was only a tool in their, in their life to be able to accomplish the things that Hashem wanted them to accomplish. So he says that the problem is that when people, the, 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 the hearts of the people are inclined to the, to the material pursuits, then their minds become very weak. They become very self-absorbed. It's give me, give me, give me, uh, pleasure, 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 and then their minds shrink. And so it says, um, it says here, It says of Abraham, and you found his heart faithful before you. They were not in need of the abstinence that departs from the balanced way prescribed by the Torah. So our forefathers didn't need any abstinence. They, they didn't need to abstain from anything because they knew exactly what everything meant. And when their descendants went down to Egypt and lived the 70 years in peace during Joseph's lifetime, their desires became strong. Their passions increased and their base instinct prevailed over their reasons. And, they, and hence they required a form of abstinence that would be 
the antithesis of their desire, and that would, would counter their base instinct, and the Creator gave them more of the Ten Commandments, whose origin is in the revelation alone, which served them instead of abstinence appropriate to them, according to and even below their capacity. And when they conquered the land of Canaan and settled in, 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 in Israel, in, 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 in the Eretz Israel, also the same thing happened. They started to build beautiful homes and they started to have uh, uh, more food and more drinks and more everything. And that's when they start getting degenerate. And we see today, it's very sad, but we see today, thank God, Baruch Hashem, I'm not gonna complain, thank God we're living in a society that is the wealthiest society that has ever existed. A person today that is not a millionaire lives better than a king in the, in the in, 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 a king lived 500 years ago. They didn't even have water, they didn't have uh, electricity, they couldn't wash their clothes every day. Imagine, a regular normal person, normal, lives better today than a, than a king used to live 500 years ago. So we see that the ancients, however, with their strong minds and pure souls, were able to engage in matters of this world and the next without impending the order because they never lost track of why, why the material world existed. For them, it was a tool. But we have to be careful, and we see it today. People have become a degenerate, and the amount of, of, of pleasure that is around the world, like everything under the sun, and people are trying everything out. And this degenerates the mind. It makes us weak in our heads, and, and, and it's, a, it's a problem. So I want to leave you with these thoughts. Uh, may this learning be for the Sehut of our soldiers and, and our fellow Israelis that are captive today for all Israel, all Jews everywhere, they should be safe and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.